In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. All too often, that story that you just heard read, this gets lost in today's world, the way we do Christmas now. We forget, we, we get into the, the presents and the decorations and the, and the dinners and the parties and the gatherings and the family things. We get into all of that and all of that's great. And we love all of it, we love doing it, but if we get too far into that, we lose the story you just heard. Because the story you just heard is what Christmas is actually all about. Now, I don't wanna come against all that other stuff. I, I still, to this day, remember the first Christmas that Tina and I were married and going out and buying for the first time our decorations. And when we open those decorations every year, I still have many of those things we bought on that first trip when we're 21 years old out buying Christmas presents, 22 years old, I think, out buying Christmas presents and out buying decorations for our little house that we lived in at the time. All of these are important, all of these matter, but you can't miss the story because the story is what brings hope to us. The story is what brings us a hope that we can overcome what the world keeps throwing at us. Christmas is about so much more than presents and dinners and gatherings and parties. Christmas is about a God who cares so much about us that He came to make our world right, to forgive us, to set us free, and to let us be His children and know Him. See, when you look at the story, I, 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 want, I want to show you three things inside the story. When you look at the story, you start with Mary and Joseph and they're, they're headed to, to Bethlehem because that's their hometown. They're, they're of the line of David. And so they go to the, to the town of David, Bethlehem, to, to take part in a census. Now, while they're going there, just listen through the story. Mary is about to give birth to a baby 
that's not Joseph's, but the baby is of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes her pregnant. And Joseph has to unpack all that. There's a whole part in in chapter one where Joseph and an angel speaks to him and he just begins to unpack what what is going on here? How does this work? I don't understand and nobody understood. They're traveling now and and Mary, who's also from the line of David, goes with Joseph to Bethlehem to register for this census. And and the two of them going together, she now has to travel when she's ready to give birth. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, mean, she's she's nine months pregnant and she's on the back of a one would assume a donkey riding down to Bethlehem. This can't be comfortable. This can't be okay. All of this confusion, all of this, I don't understand, all of this, God, what are you doing, has to be just spinning through both of their minds. They both have to be highly confused. But I want you to understand that Jesus enters our world, and when he does, he enters our confusion, and he will bring to it a clarity. You see, when that baby is born, and all of a sudden shepherds show up and maybe a year later the, 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 the wise men show up and in a few days they end up in, in, in the temple and, and they're, they're dedicating and Simeon shows up. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. All these people, all of these people validate what the angel told Mary and what the angel told Joseph. And their confusion turns to clarity. Oh, I see God's doing a new thing and he's making us part of it. I want you to hear me. Jesus enters our world so that our confusion can be brought to clarity. And listen, our world's so full of confusion right now, but Jesus can bring clarity to that. He can bring peace in the middle of all of this turmoil that we're going through right now. That's why he came and that's what he wants to do in your life, just like he did in theirs. But then the story goes on and you get these shepherds and they're out in the fields. It says they're out in the fields by night. And so they're in the dark. They're, they're trying to watch their flocks. They're trying. It's got to be very difficult on a dark night for shepherds to do their job. And they are in the dark. Listen, all too often in, the, in, a, in our current world, in our current setting, we find ourselves in confusion and we find ourselves in the dark because we don't understand what's going on. We don't know how to move. We don't know how to move forward. But Jesus enters our darkness and brings light. The Bible says that there was, there, there was an angel that appeared and great light shone around them. And all of a sudden their darkness became like daylight. That's what God can do in our lives. That's what God can do in your life. That's what Jesus came to do was bring light into your darkness. I wish that I could get so many people to understand the darkness you think you're trapped in, the darkness you think you're going to die in. Jesus can pierce through that. He can intersect that. He can bring his light into that darkness and set you free from it. And all the struggles you've been having to try to see what's next or where to go or or how to move forward, all of that can be not fixed. Jesus is not going to walk the path for you, but he'll light up the path so you can see where to walk. That's what Jesus does for us. He brings light into our darkness. He, 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 brings, he brings clarity into our confusion. But if you keep reading in chapter two, you work your way down to a story, a part of the story where they take Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. And there's this old prophet named Simeon and Simeon is led by the Spirit to go to the temple at a given moment. It's got to be one of those moments. I, I always imagine this in my mind. Simeon's at home praying and all of a sudden he's just like, 
oh, I have to go to the temple. And his wife says, why? And he says, I don't know, but I, I have to go to the temple. And, and he goes and has no idea why he's there. When he shows up, he sees Mary and Joseph and the baby. And God immediately reveals to him, this is the Messiah. And this, now flip from Simeon and put yourself in Joseph and Mary's place. They're carrying their child into the temple. And this old man walks up and begins to tell them, this child is the Messiah. This old man that they do not know just walks up and begins to confirm what the angels had said, confirm what the shepherds had said, all of this is confirmed by this old prophet named Simeon. And now the prophet looks at it and says, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen, listen to these words, your salvation. You know what he's saying? He's saying, Lord, I can go home now because I've now seen the salvation that you're bringing to the world. I now know that you have kept your promise. I now see that you have entered this world. And, and he validates for Joseph and Mary, again, again, clarity, again, light, but also Jesus enters, listen carefully, our waiting and brings salvation. You see, Simeon had been waiting his whole life for this. Been waiting his whole life to see Messiah. The Holy Spirit had promised him he would see the Messiah. Now he sees this child. And once he sees the child, he knows that God's kept his promise. And he says, I can go now. Lord, you could take me at any moment now because you fulfilled your promise to Israel and you fulfilled your promise to me is what Simeon is saying. I want you to understand. Sometimes in our confusion, in our darkness, we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait. Sometimes it feels like God's just not there anymore. Sometimes it feels like, yes, I believe in God, but I think he forgot about me. Sometimes you feel that, but you gotta understand, God always comes through. I've used this phrase so many times. God is seldom early, but he's never late. He's never late. He always shows up on time. Your darkness will not overtake you. Your confusion will not remain. All of that will be brought brought to settle in the salvation of the Jesus who this whole story is about, who this whole, this, 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 this whole celebration, this whole holiday, holy day, it's all about Jesus because he's the answer you need. I want you to hear me. Some of you, it's been a tough year. It has been a tough couple of years for some of you. And the truth is that you are confused and you can't figure out what's going on. The truth is, if it, if it were to be told that you've been walking around in the dark and you keep bumping into things and you keep making mistakes because you can't see where you're going, you can't figure out where you are. But Jesus is here and if you'll receive him, his salvation will bring light so you can see and clarity so that you can find peace. I'm not saying he'll answer every question, but I'm saying you'll have peace knowing that the Messiah is with you. I want to encourage you this Christmas Eve right now. I, I, I want to encourage you. Receive Jesus. Let him change your life. Let him make you new. It's not difficult, really. And I, I, know, I know it doesn't seem like it could possibly be this easy, but it's just something you ask for. It, it's it's, it's kind of like this. You'll receive gifts this Christmas, right? You've already received some. You'll receive more. You'll receive gifts. When somebody offers you the gift, 
when somebody reaches out and offers you the gift, it does not actually become yours until you reach out and take it and then open it. That's what I'm asking you to do today. Jesus has offered you the gift of salvation. That's why he came. That's why he died on a cross. That's why he walked among us. That's why he taught us. That's why he was born in a manger. All of that was so that he could offer you the gift of salvation. It is offered. He holds it out to you right now. The question is, will you take it and will you open it? You say, well, what does that even look like? How do I even do that? Well, I'm going to give you a prayer and you can pray that prayer and that's a start. In the end, God will show you as you walk with him. He'll grow you. He'll change your life. But here's the prayer to get started with. I'm going to make it real simple. It's A, B, C. Admit that you need him. You need to admit that there's confusion and there's darkness and that you've been waiting for an answer. You got to admit that. You got to deal with that. And maybe, maybe nobody else around you knows that that's true. Maybe you've always come across as the one that's always got the answers and always in charge and always the one that's going to fix everything for everybody. But that's not true deep down inside. And you know it. Admit that you need Jesus. That's the first step. Number two, believe that he can and will forgive your sins. That's why he came. The son of God, the, the, the chain of sin passed down from father to child down throughout history is now broken because you have a child, Jesus, without an earthly father, his heavenly father is perfect. And now you have a child without this, this stain of sin that comes from the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve made their mistake. Jesus, the one who, who lived a perfect, sinless life. Jesus, the one who died on a cross to pay the price for our sins. Jesus, the one who rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and me. That Jesus can and will forgive you. And it does not matter what you've done. No matter how bad you've been, He's that good. And He will forgive you. And you need to just, you, you need to believe that He can and He will forgive you of your sins. Admit you need Him. Believe that He can and will forgive you and commit your life to Him from today forward. You gotta, you gotta make choices. Every day we make choices. All I'm saying is we make a commitment today that my choices from here forward will involve Jesus and will be driven by Him and what He wants to do in our lives. I want to encourage you, just pray this simple little prayer with me and receive Jesus as your Savior this Christmas. It's why He came. It's what He wants. It's really all He wants from you. So pray with me. Just, just I'm going to start. Then I'm going to have you pray with me. And then we'll close this out, okay? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your Son to, die, uh, to, to be born here, to walk among us to die on a cross and to raise again on the third day. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being the very image of God before us. Thank you for being God in the flesh so we could see what God is like because we could see you and we now read about you in, in the scriptures. Jesus, thank you for being our sacrifice. Thank you for being our example. Now, Holy Spirit, would you move our hearts toward you would you surround us with your presence? I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring clarity and you would bring light into our world, that you would bring us to a place of salvation. Now, 
Now, if today's the day for you to pray this, I want you to pray this with me. You can pray it quietly, you can pray it out loud. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and I need you. I admit that I need you. I admit that I need clarity from my confusion. I admit that I need light in my darkness. I admit that I need salvation. I believe that you can and you will forgive me. I believe in you, in your sacrifice, in your life. I believe in Jesus. And I commit my life to walk with you from this day forward. I'll do the work of changing as you give me the strength and the direction. Lord, thank you for being my savior and making me your child. Now, Holy Spirit, I wanna thank you for everybody that just prayed that prayer. And I just wanna ask that you, Lord, would, would give us a sense inside of our hearts and our souls that things have changed. Bring light into our darkness, bring clarity into our confusion because you just brought salvation into our lives. Thank you for what you're doing. We give you praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas.